Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Uh, Happy Friday to you. Well, it's the final Friday before we get into uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas, Christmas Day on Sunday. A lot of news. I mean, Monday. uh, A lot of news going down. You know, it's funny, Bill. Usually uh, in the old days of radio over the Christmas holidays, it just seemed like the news uh, cycle kind of slowed down naturally. But that's Mm -hmm. not the case anymore. That's not how, with what's happening in our world, it's a tense, uh, uptight environment, and things are happening at breakneck speed. For example, the border bill, the border Mm -hmm. is out of control. I saw some reports uh, on the different cable programs. Uh, You you don't see too much on MSNBC and CNN, but but that being said, I saw a report on MSNBC, which looked like it could have been on Fox, where they were actually talking about how surprised they were, were at the number of new arrivals at Eagle Pass in Texas. Do you get the feeling that they're trying to flip the narrative and switch it over, that uh, the, they didn't have anything to do with this and they never wanted it? They want to throw it back to Trump, the Republicans, and, you know, whatever. They're going to say it was a fail by well, yeah. the right. Yeah, Biden, as a matter of fact, has uh, on occasion uh, implied that the problem on the border is Trump's fault, which is... How the hell does he get away with that? I mean, come on. Well, he has a compliant media. They will they will uh, nod in agreement, you know. Well, Go ahead. This this is the question. How stupid is the media or mm-hmm. how stupid is the American public? Well, so one, one of the two are stupid. You know what? Or I, one's more what, stupid. When I know, come I to the conclusion is a, a lot of people uh, most people in our country are so caught up in the day-to-day process of, uh, you know, living, feeding their family, doing their jobs. Uh, they come home, they're really tired after a long... They're not as into politics as we are because, well, we have the time to, to look at what's going on. And, you know, when, when the, the election, in our opinion, or my opinion, was uh, stolen in 2020... Uh, the, the what I heard from people who were on the right saying it's not going to be a, a quick fix. The uh, the Trump people know what's going on, and they feel that the American people have got to um, they've got to see it for themselves. They've got to experience just how corrupt the other side is, and that's going to take some time. And you know, I was up I was up for a quick fix, like a, hey, they did something wrong, let's fix it, but. I, I was hearing, no, it's going to take a, a, a quite a while because it's going to take a while okay. for the American people to wake up. I, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. What if that's just some of us on the right sitting there going, yeah, it's probably because they want us to see how corrupt it really is, and that's not the case at all. It is so corrupt that it's, you know, we've got to have a reason to go on, and that's the reason. Well, you got to see well, how bad it is, but it's so bad that, I mean, the Democrats are really coming out now. I mean, who was uh, the lady, uh, Joy Bear from... Joy, Jew, Joy Behar, yeah, from... Uh, she said uh, the, yeah, she said the law has to... Uh, well, the left to, is going to have to lose the, uh, use the law. Lo- yeah. They should lose it, but they're going to use the law to take well, down you know, Trump to, to defend their democracy or, and I quote, something like that. Yeah, we what? give her too much deference. She, in my opinion... Uh, she's as dumb as a box of rocks. Okay, no, I mean, yeah, this is this. Of rocks is no, she gets a lot of. They all get a lot of uh, attention because they're on ABC and The View. Well, they've been canceled. For real? I didn't know that. They were canceled. 
Well, they, they, this is it. Yeah, well, they, they you know, it, 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 a year. day late and a dollar short. I didn't realize they were canceled, but uh, better late than never. She is unless uh, somebody redid it. They were canceled. Their ratings suck. They got until the end of the year, the new year. But you know, year, someone will pick them up. Watch, It'll, they'll pop up again on MSNBC or something or CNN. CNN. You know, CNN or something like that, and uh, you know, uh, Whoopi will have a new cushion to make noise with. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, you said uh, playing devil's advocate. I, I think that uh, uh, it, it has kind of worked. <clears throat> I mean, if you look at how people were two years ago, most people, and I couldn't understand this at the time, they couldn't see the obvious. But I think because of all of the turmoil, all of the problems we've had over the past two and a half years, I think a lot of people who weren't paying attention are now. For example... The Bronx, New York, it, it is a big Democrat area, right? Supposedly, mm -hmm. it's part of New York City. You know what they want big time in the Bronx? They want a what? Trump rally. They want Trump to show up, and they, they want to have a rally in the Bronx. A lot of people in New York, it took them a while. They, but believe me, they had, they had wokeism on steroids with their mayors, including the guy they have now. You know, they, they, they're seeing their police force diminish. I heard that New York City is paying more for the illegals in New York City than they pay for the NYPD, the New York Fire Department, and the Public Works Department combined. Combined. Well, I would believe that. Yeah, that's probably true. It, you Look, know. I don't know if, it, if, it's, if it's a plan. we got to let everyone see this. Or it's kind of like, as I like to say, happenstance, you know, it's not the plan, but it's working out to be a plan. Well, they got to see it because it's the only way it's going to turn around. So let the chips fall and we keep on fighting. But, you know, during this fight, uh, they are throwing a lot of crap on the wall. And even though it's crap and it's undeserved crap, something will stick. And uh, the Democrats are uniting, you know, with this. Yeah. The, the January 6th insurrection thing, there was no insurrection. He was never, ever convicted of it. Well, But using the law, they're abusing the law to go after him. I got a question. Um, do you think that uh, the Democrats and the woke left are as desperate as I think they are? I think they're at a desperation point right now. They're throwing out all the rules. They actually are at a point now where they don't care whether you see how desperate they are and how tyrannical they are, they're going to do everything. They're throwing the kitchen sink. I'm just Well, yeah, I think so. But, you know, they've got the news media, and they do own the media. We painted this story before. But the simple fact is, if you go down the line, you can Google it yourself. Mm -hmm. You go to MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, and the list goes on and on of all the networks. They are far left-leaning or way off center to the left, they lean left. Now, when I say that, I also tell you that in Canada, they sit there, the media is, if they want to get a paycheck, they get the paycheck from the government. And right. so do the cast, newscasters. CBC is uh, government-owned. Yeah. For, so, for the longest time, people thought, oh, that's great, because Canada has such a sophisticated uh, broadcasting network. And maybe it was during a far more democratic time, but during the Trudeau time... Trudeau took it over, yep. and he made sure that, uh, oh, if you want to be a favored news source, 
and make money. You're going to tow our line. We're yep. doing the same thing here. If you don't believe it, look at the ratings for CNN and go, how in the hell do they keep going? Look at the ratings for MSNBC. How in the hell do they keep going? CBS, ABC, they're in the toilet and somebody has pulled the handle, but they're just hey, a- Bill, Bill, it doesn't make any sense how they stay doing what they're doing. I mean, we, for the past two years, you and I have said, well, their ratings are so low right now, they're going to have to do something. They went through an ownership change, and everyone said, oh, they're going back towards the middle. They're going to be a different CNN. No, they're not. No, they're, they're, they haven't they changed. Stink. They got rid of a few people, but their their message is the same as it was two years ago. You know, conservative news sources have their sponsors. And they're not the major players that you see over on ABC and NBC and all of that. But you don't have a lot of them doing that anymore because, quite honestly, the dynamics of advertising has changed. But with that said, if, if you sat there and said, you know, if you don't believe in CNN, CBS, and ABC, look at the sponsors there and do the old-fashioned thing of saying boycott them. Mm -hmm. Who would get hurt more with a boycott? Well, I just point yeah, yeah. to I just point to Budweiser and Bud Light. What happened there, right? The oh, yeah, you got the union now too that they they have approved unanimously for the workers a strike against Budweiser. But we're bleeding. You're the ones that hired Mulvaney. Yeah, and you know this guy is making millions going out doing public speaking. You know that little twerp is sitting there laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, and all he is—he's not an employer. He is not a—he's uh, not an influencer. He's, he's a performer. A destroyer. And he's a performer. He's not even too. a good performer. Well, yeah, but he—his—it's he, everything he does basically is an act for his for his popularity. And like Bill says, to make money. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, I mean, he's brilliant. Look, he—he's brilliant. You know, you see what Look, they did I though, Bill. I don't know whether you watch uh, sports on Sunday, but Budweiser hired, I think it was uh, Peyton Manning as the spokesperson for Budweiser. So he walks he walks into a bar and he orders around to Budweiser for everybody in the bar. It's a very manly bar with a bunch of manly people. They got a manly quarterback, Peyton Manning, right? A, a, a real personable guy. And they're trying desperately to present a new image now. Uh, an image completely 180 from this uh, Dylan Mulvaney. But what you said, Bill, is so true. They, it's an indelible mark. They have they they stamp something which is not just a a one of. Kind of they, they made a statement that was branded on the uh, fabric of America with that uh, with that Dylan Mulvaney can of beer. Let me say something about. Uh, uh you know, our quarterback friend there that is doing that, you know, he is Peyton uh, Manning. Yeah, Peyton Manning, but he's an incredible he is. quarterback. But, you know, when I sit there and do, when I visualize the manly man, right. I'm sorry, he's a good quarterback. He's a great quarterback. Right. But he's not a manly man. But what no, he does, what I, he does, I guess what I'm saying is in this commercial, it's a man's bar. I don't think so. I, what? But I'm just I'm trying to say that it's it's he's going in and getting around for the guys. A hundred and eighty degree image from what they they had with Dylan Mulvaney and his hey, ri ridiculous I, uh, I, ads. I used to love to drink my beer. I don't really drink beer that much anymore. I'll have an occasional beer, and Budweiser was my beer of choice. Now it, it, I was such a, a fanatic of Budweiser. 
I would look at the side of the can to see where it was brewed yeah. because I knew the yes. different taste of the different yeah, well, distilleries. That's interesting. You should say that. That's a sm- that's. I'm not a big beer drinker too, but no. But there is a uh, difference my, my between friend, a brewery in, in Dallas and a brewery in St. Louis. St. Louis, because the kettles were older and all yep. that, and they had that fermentation in it. You knew that. You knew that, look, when I lived in Alabama, you did not want Jacksonville yeah. brewed Budweiser. It sucked. <laughs> so we would sit there. Now, I can mention the guy's name, Lynn Stevens, old boss of mine, great yeah. friend of mine. He's retired now, uh, and he's a conservative. But, you know, we used to run around and go, hey, you know, uh, I, I remember when I used to do country. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'd have these shows like uh, John Connolly, the rose-colored glasses guy. You know, he'd sit there at the end of a show for us. He'd go, oh, it's time for a bud. Hey, you think so? Let's go get one. I would run to the Winn-Dixie or the store, and we'd get bud, or Lynn would go with me. And sometimes, uh, one time, well, never mind. But either way, we went there, and we were going through all the cases of beer until we, St. Louis, you know. <laughs> Well, because you know, St. Louis was good. Houston was good. Well, you know, think of, think of their, do you remember their old slogan? Their old slogan was, for all you do, this Bud's for you. And and that slogan said, that was a million, a billion dollar slogan. It, it, it spoke to everybody, right? Yeah. Well, well, unfortunately, with this Dylan Mulvaney promotion. He killed it. It just, yeah, it stomped all over it. I mean, you know, violently. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, a friend of mine once asked, he goes, why do you drink beer? I said, well, I like beer, you know, and I, you know, and I was going into it only goes, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know of a, a nice way to say it. He goes, you know, it all came from the same panther. In other words, it's, it's panther tinkle. I'll say it that way. <laughs> it's all panther tinkle. Well, and uh, you whenever know, they say, reality, whenever they say when you're a kid, well, it's an acquired taste, that means it tastes bad until you get used to it, you know? It's kind of like tequila. You know, the first shot, if it doesn't kill you, the next one numbs you a little bit. And when you get about the, uh, you know, about the sixth one, I'm invincible. The seventh one or eighth or ninth care one, less. maybe the tenth one, you know, yeah. they're carrying you out on a stretcher. You know? Yeah, he didn't make it. But beer, you know, really, that guy's analogy of Panther Tinkle mm-hmm. uh, is kind of true. Beer, you know, a beer is a beer. I think the only beer that I ever tasted that I hated Came from Pittsburgh, Iron City. Well, I actually kind of uh, liked it, Iron City. Icy Light. I can't. I, I got used. Maybe I'm. Icy was okay, yeah. but you know, it, it, it had a rust taste to it, or mm-hmm. something. Must mm-hmm. probably because probably because the kettles were rusty. We're all rusty old distilled <laughs> kettles. Yeah, they could be. They weren't copper. But, um, see, I think they still but brew it too. He did kill it. He killed. He killed beer. Well, you, you know, uh, when you think about how beer is made, it's yeah. fer- it's fermented. That's rot. Fermenting is a nice term for rotted uh, hops, you know, fermenting hops. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of uh, alcoholic beverages are uh, something that rotted. I mean, you have to think of our ancestors. At some point in desperation, someone must have uh, been really up, really hard for, really desperate for a a drink. And there was so old, uh, you know, grape juice that was rotting in a kettle. They, I'll try that. And, and that's where wine started, you know. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, and, uh, it's but we we're kind of straying off the path. Yeah, uh, no, but it, but you know, but Bill, you do make it does make the point about Dylan. He he destroyed something, and anybody that looks at him going, oh, that guy." But you, you know, know, think Dylan about woke, got us in the news. Think about woke wokeism in general. How wokeism 
is destroying so much of our society. And as a matter of fact, now there's a, a lot of people who are waking up to that too and saying, wait a second, this whole woke agenda stuff is just destroying the norm. For example, those Harvard, uh, M- MIT, and uh, University of Pennsylvania presidents, you know, this this uh, president of Harvard, everyone thought, oh, my God, she's so dignified, she's a minority, and she's gay, and she's articulate, and she's, well, she was also a fraud. I mean, she also plagiarized her dissertation from mm-hmm. another another lady of color who ha- who had worked very hard to get her Princeton doctorate and... Uh, this Harvard person, this Harvard uh, president, she is uh, somebody who has allowed uh, the campus to, to run amok. There is, in the name of wokeism, they've lost the word discipline from their vocabulary. They've dropped it. You know, when I was uh, going to school, there were certain rules on the campus because it was a closed society that you had to follow. You know, you you had to be here. You know, they closed the uh, certain building by a certain time. You couldn't go in afterwards. Otherwise, that was breaking and entering. Uh, you couldn't do this at a certain time. You had to be here because the uh, cafeteria was was open from 4 until 7. After that, yeah, you're, you're, you're out of luck if you want something to eat. I mean, there were rules. You couldn't break those rules. They had campus police. Those police enforced the rules. Now at Harvard, they have uh, these demonstrators assailing and assaulting the uh, Jewish members of the uh, the school who are walking from building to building, minding their own business, and they're mm. being tormented and yelled at because of because of their nationality and who they are. And and the administration is saying, well, uh, under the certain circumstances, it's okay. That's her. That's this president gay. Discipline starts at the top. And, and and she's the one who, all she has to do is say, wait a second, this is a safe place for all of our students. Every student at Harvard is safe. They got into this school, they can expect the same kind of justice, and that's it. But that's not what she's doing because she is woke. And, and we're seeing the damage. The border, right? The border. There's another example of wokeism. The Democrats mm. in Washington, oh, they're just coming here for asylum. No, no, they're not coming here from China and Iran because of asylum. They're coming here because they're going to do something nefarious to our country, a lot of them. You mm. know, Bill, I, I, you know, I could go on and on. I, I, you know, I was thinking over the evening about, uh, you know, they're trying to say that Trump should be taken off the ballot in Colorado because uh, he— incited an insurrection which has never been uh, claimed, has never been uh, adjudicated, and he has never been found guilty of. So that that by itself is... But think of who has done something illegal. Joe Biden. Joe Biden has vowed to defend our country from uh, invasions, and yet he's allowed our border to fall apart, and he's allowed people to come across the border with no vetting, you know, they have, did you see on the news last night, they mm. are now paying not just charter flights, not just charter flights, they're now paying like regular flights from like uh, Scottsdale or Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport to New York. Uh, if you are flying, let's say, United Airlines or something like that, they're filling them up with illegals. They're buying illegals. Yeah, you know, who's paying for it? But not only that, Bill, but they don't know who these people are. 
No, I know that. There's no but vetting. Who's paying for this? Well, we are. You are. I am. Yeah, the taxpayer. We're paying for this, and they could be somebody that uh, is uh, being flown to a strategic place. Yeah, you need to be in place here because the the overtaking of our government is going to happen at this time. And when I say that, I say that wholeheartedly. Even Obama's behind a movie that shows that, you know, it's very possible it could happen. And, you know, the it's no secret that Joe Biden wants to change America. It's no secret that people want America to be gone. It is time for yes. her to go away. This, this symbol of freedom to the, the uh, you know, the, the money of the world, it's, it's had its run. But now yet, let's get rid of yet it. He, he turns around, and I read that, that Biden is going to, his approach to Trump is he's going to claim that uh, he's a dictator, Trump is, and that uh, he's going to be the next Hitler, and you can't afford to have Trump as president Only again. Only Biden on the ballot. Only Biden on the ballot. Well, tell us about Only that. Only Biden on the ballot. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, why is that? And these are the Democrats doing it. Florida? Yeah. Is looking at only Biden on the ballot. Now, yeah. these are the Democrats calling for that. But Massachusetts. you got to sit there. Bill, yeah, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah, uh, North Carolina, uh, Tennessee. You know, how in the hell are you going to, okay, let's just, let's take Trump all the way out of this. Mm -hmm. They said only Biden on the ballot. So wait a second. If you're a Democrat and you want to run for president, uh, you can't compete. You can't compete against Biden. Well, I would read this as no Republican on the ballot because they they didn't say any Republican. Oh, wait a second. Are you talking about Biden. the the whole election, the final election? The way that story reads I it, is I thought it was only the Biden on the ballot. Mm, well, you take you know, and but either way, Trump has not been convicted of a crime. Now, and, and see, now here's here's my question. Question mm -hmm. for the legal scholars. He was never, ever accused of insurrection. When you go back and look at it, right. they implied it, but they never directly accused it. They've done all this grandstanding insurrection, insurrection. If you go back and look, they talked of insurrection of a crime before a crime happened. Well, how did they know unless they were staging to begin with and all the way through? But either way, not convicted of a crime, but yet you're going to convict him for something that he was not, or bar him from running for an election for something that he was not convicted of. Does that not set up a whole new legal precedent? I um, I find it you amazing. You cannot be convicted. You cannot be. You know what you they cannot say. Cannot be penalized for something you were not convicted of. They say if uh, the Democrats will accuse you of things they're doing. They will accuse well, yeah, you that, of things that's they're the doing. Old saying, but that was the old joke. The mm -hmm. joke is now, you know, beyond the punchline, it's reality. When fiction becomes reality, you got to step back and take a look and see what the hell's going on, and maybe your friends aren't your friends anymore. If you are I mean, thinking about voting for Joe Biden in the upcoming election, I want you to take a serious look around at the damage he's done uh, so far in the first two and a half, almost three years. Actually, Here's what I would urge you to do. Don't, vi don't vote Democrat. Don't vote Republican, meaning whatever you're registered as. Don't look at it from that angle. Tune out everything and take a look at all the news. Shut off the news, but take a look at everything and go deep in the news stories too 
And you might sit there and come out with a different perspective. I'm not going to say that you're going to fall in love with Trump because he is, his name has been so well dragged through the mud that you're going to go, oh, he's this, he's that, he's this, he's that. Were you better off four years ago when he was in office? Uh-huh. Does anything make sense that he did? Is it making sense with what's going on now? And maybe you might come up with, you know, because if you sit there and are, you're voting on perceived character, look at Clinton, look at JFK, look at, you know, I, the list goes on. Look at Hillary, you know. But by I mean, the way, by the way, speaking of Clinton, did you hear where the uh, the Epstein book is coming out uh, very, very soon within within a matter of weeks? And apparently only three names in the entire book have been redacted because they were uh, they were innocents in the line of fire. Um, but the everyone else in the book is is going to be uh, exposed and we're going to be in for uh, uh, now. Now, let me ask you, mm-hmm. obviously. Hillary wasn't redacted because she's not innocent. If she was, then that book is a piece of crap. Uh, Clinton couldn't have been redacted because it's he's his not black innocent. book. I, 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 and it, it's the, the document they've been waiting to see. Don't uh, worry. I mean, now Trump flew on on one of his planes to get back to New York. Did not go down to Epstein but no. Island, but they'll, you know, he was on a flight log, uh, and you know, he knew now, the Trump, guy. I mean, Trump has been very. He didn't go to Epstein Island. As a matter of fact, he's been he's been talking about it in uh, recent interviews. Like uh, it's gonna it's gonna really be uh, eye opening when you see Look, what's in that if, document. If somebody goes down for a crime and you're an influencer, you talk to a lot of people and you don't know. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Uh, but if you're not involved with, mm-hmm. you have to talk to sir. Look, if I were in the political world. I don't approve of Joe Biden, and I know of his past, but I would still talk to him because he's a necessary person to talk to, but he is pure evil, and you just have to keep in mind what he is, and, you know, at some point in time, there's going to be some blowback. People you say, just got to well, make sure. I love when people huh? say, I love when people say, well, you know, he's an older guy and he's mellowed. No, the, the only difference between. No, he's not mellowed. The he's only thing, more evil. The only thing that's changed between a young liar and an old liar is age. He's still a liar. And and, and Biden is uh, notorious for it. He's he's. If you look at how he describes his youth, he was brought up in uh, Scranton. He was brought up in. Delaware. He was brought up by Chinese. He was brought up by Jewish people. I mean, the guy is all over the map, and he is he, the guy is, is one of the easiest and and poorest liars that I've ever seen in my lifetime. He, lies come easy to him, but he doesn't always. He does a lousy job when he lies because he gets caught, you know. But anyway, I wanted to read this. So, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean Pierre on Thursday couldn't articulate one single policy um, that Joe Biden would support to secure the border amid an unprecedented invasion of illegal aliens. Listen. I understand you don't want to negotiate from the podium, but can you tell the American people 
there's any immigration policy that this White House is willing to talk about and, and is working on with Republicans? So I want to be really careful as negotiations happen. We don't want to do this in the public, right? It does not help the process. Uh, and so we want to make sure that those negotiations are happening. Obviously, we're part of those negotiations with, uh, with, the, with the senators. We think it's going in the right direction. We want to make sure that we get to a bipartisan agreement. It's incredibly important. The president understands. He understands that we have to fix this immigration system. It has been broken for decades now. And so we have to do everything that we can to fix that system. And so we're going to have those conversations. And you're right. It's not just about funding. It's also about policy discussions that they're having. And so don't want to get ahead of it. And let's not forget, this is a president that has had uh, these types of negotiation or been part of these types of his team, certainly has been part of these types of negotiation uh, negotiations for some in different, obviously in different, uh, in different subjects and legislation. So that has happened for, for uh, the last two to almost three years. And they've been successful. So we're going to continue to do that and stay steadfast on that. Okay, wait a second, Kareen. Wait a second. Negotiation about securing our border? I mean, mm -hmm. what negotiations are we talking about? We're talking about something which should be a done deal. I mean, he should be securing our border. It shouldn't be a matter of, I heard somebody say yesterday in one of the programs, well, here's the problem. The problem is he is using the security of our border as a bargaining chip, meaning I'll secure the border if you allow all of the illegals who have come into the country so far to be here legally. Legalize the, the ones who are here, the 15 million illegals, legalize them, and then I'll secure the border. That by itself should be enough to lock this son of a bee up. This is illegal. Well, you can say the word. I think, you know, at this point in time, you can almost say the word. Yeah, well, I mean, I think everybody knows. You're a good man, Bill. and you don't like to, you know, but sometimes you have to call, yeah, call uh, it what it is. Well, he know? is. And for him to take... The border and your security. You know, Bill, how would you like to be owning property, a big ranch on the border? And you've had it in the family for generations. It's an American ranch. Maybe you, maybe you uh, raise cattle on it. You know? And, you, you know, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's become a path for these invaders to just abuse your property, abuse your land, abuse your sovereignty. You're, and, you know, and uh, you're, you're done. You can't even you know, sell it's it. It's interesting you say that because the borderland, it's valuable land. And one of the things that's been going on in the United States, and we've allowed it to have it, we've been blind to it, but now it's very obvious, is the land grab of all of our cattle land, our farmland, all of our land. Uh, and I read the list the other day of all the places that own American uh, farmland, and uh, it's it's staggering yeah. what is going on. But, you know, what happens if these guys, you know, their land and becomes I, worthless to them and I, they're devalued? Now somebody can come in and buy it cheap. It looks like you're going to sneeze. Are you? No, I was just, I was, <laughs> no, I, I, I just have that kind of face. Um, <laughs> I, I just call me Eber Sneezer Scrooge. Uh, but, sneezer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, don't you, aren't you as, as tired as I am? of all of these politicians who get up in front of microphones and say uh, what they're going to do. Uh, uh, we're tired of the Chinese buying up all this farmland and we're going to take action. Well, it never happens. They just well, I'm tired of the I'm gonna's and I want to I want to vote for I did. Yeah. And I will continue. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't want to I don't want the uh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I've had enough of I'm gonna's.
Yeah. You know, I promise to be good. Yeah. Well, you know, you know promises what? are cheap and nobody keeps them. December is on track to be a record month for illegal border crossings. According to Customs and Border Protection, more than 300,000 illegals will likely pour into the U.S. in December on Joe Biden's open border invitation. More than 12,000 illegals, mainly military-age men, are pouring over the border every single day. 12,000 mainly military-aged men. And you have to wonder, what are they preparing for? Now, yes, some of this, some well, are just here for jobs. By the way, we've created a new, uh, a new level of welfare because... Uh, 60% of these people, at least, who come into this country uh, are living off uh, the largesse of the American government. They're living off you, us. You've given me three tiers to go down, but I'll take the last one that you just did there, and you're talking about 60%. Yeah. And, you know, it's I think because you're a veteran, so it's probably good to know that Joe Biden has uh, got your back. I mean, I'm Well, wait a second. Didn't here. I just read something about uh, homelessness and veterans? Yeah, what is it, point, uh, it's what a, is it, 7%, the highest ever tracked yes, in the past year. That's exactly right. It's, 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 it is the highest number of homeless vets on the street right now under this guy's watch. But by the way, by the way, those homeless vets that are sleeping in the cold, uh, they're being ignored but because we're taking illegal strangers and putting them into the Roosevelt Hotel in New York and feeding them three uh, square meals and giving them a nice, comfortable bed and allowing them to uh, walk around uh, Manhattan with no supervision. You know, hey, what the heck? They're here. Why not, right? But homeless mm -hmm. vets, guys who put their lives on the line, and women, by the way. I also read, Bill, where this is the highest number of women, yeah. of women who are homeless. Women, women yeah, vets. you know, it's, it's not that easy to come back from your service, even though you're trained in a lot of things. You know, I think any service member can tell you that getting a job right away may not be the easiest thing for you. And if you've been thrown into a combat situation, a war zone situation, there is a certain, you know, thing that goes on that works with your psyche. And, and you come back you almost need to be rehabbed. No, you don't almost need. You I, need I know to be, some, yeah. yeah. You need to be because, you know, what might have been a fine, upstanding young man or woman comes back, you know, they, they were asked to do things that they couldn't mentally deal with, so they look for ways to relieve that. I that don't know hurt, how we pain. can justify as, as the country we say we are, Bill. Mm -hmm. I don't know how we can justify allowing our vets to uh, live on the streets in this country uh, with no support mechanism. No, I mean, I don't know how it happens. I don't know how we can say we're a civilized, great nation if we have allowed this to happen to our veterans who have— th there was a pact that was made between these young men and women in our mm -hmm. country, you know? They would protect and defend the Constitution from enemies both foreign and domestic with their lives, if need be. And yet now, when they're on the street, when they're out uh, in the cold, when they have nothing to eat, when they have poor health conditions, we turn our back on them. But this guy, this evil son of a gun in, in Washington, he's on the border. Uh, he's welcome. He's waving them in. 
come on in. We don't know who you are or where you're from, but you can just overrun our cities. We'll take care of you. We'll send you $2,500 a month just for, for Let being a Let me tell leader. you something. When you got a senile grandpa running things, don't eat the candy. I'm just telling you right no. now. Well, it's, th- it's tainted with stuff you don't even I don't want. know. You know, I don't know how any of you, and I'm sure there are some who are listening, can vote for Joe Biden. I don't care whether you're a Democrat. Vote, find, poll. find another Democrat. New poll, 34% of people approve of Biden. 61% don't. Well, that's a lot who don't. Uh, but are these Democrats, by the way, or are these uh, just people in general? Um, I understood it to be Democrats that are that yeah. way. Well, it, they even, don't, even Bill, they don't like their guys. So the number would actually be higher I w- if you did a broader poll. Robert De Niro, that great actor, Robert De Niro, he came out and said if Joe Biden were comatose on, on a gurney, as long as he could acknowledge his existence by blinking his eyes, I'd vote for him. Well, good. You know, I won't ever go watch another one of his movies or shows. You know, I thought he was a great actor. Yep. But I think he's a great idiot, too. He says, you know, you so know, go hobble We off. We give a, a, Look at We've been in the entertainment business for our entire adult lives in some form or another. And uh, we give far too much deference and respect to some of these actors. Yes, they make a lot of money. They get a lot of money for getting up on, on a on a stage and reading other people's words and giving hey, them meeting, but it's not from them. They're, if they're, if they're, for example, if they're on, on stage and they're pretending to be a, a great statesman, they're not a great statesman. The, the, the dialogue is the great statesman, the, the, the fictional character they're presenting, but we, tell you. but we give oh, them, we give them this automatic respect. Like, Oh, you know, uh, Robert De Niro, now, Robert De Niro probably couldn't carry on an intelligent conversation with most of you over dinner. Yeah, and, you know, you sit there and go, boy, he's got to be really great because he's memorized, you know, a, a basic book there of lines, and he says it with what uh, such conviction. Now, you, you, for acting, you know, you probably take something out of your history, you know, whatever it is, something bad, and you visualize that in, in what you do to give you that... Uh, you know, that connection with the public that they go, oh, well, you know, wow. they, these guys, but Bill, they, go they ahead, only do one line at a time. And so you don't have, you can read through a script and get the gist of it. And then you sit there and go, how am I going to memorize all that? You don't have to. That's right. You really don't have to. <laughs> no, you don't have to. Because uh, I've done it. Yeah, and, oh, I know. And, I know. A lot of these guys, you know, when Frank Sinatra used to do some of his uh, movies. Uh, you can add No, too. I'm sorry. Marlon Brando, not Frank Sinatra. Yeah. When Marlon Brando did some of his uh, movies later in life, he was kind of lazy when it came to do- memorizing his lines. So they used to put an earpiece in his off-camera ear, and they would shoot him in such a way so you couldn't see the earpiece. And they would read the dialogue to him in the earpiece, and he would then mimic what th- was read to him in the earpiece. Like, uh, I mean, whatever the line was, he'd hear it, and then he'd say it. You know, and all you've got to do is look at the line that you got to do, connect with it. You know, the character or or maybe a family member that you remember or a, a situation in your life to where you can relate to it. Say it the way that you think it's got to be done, and then take a piece of paper and write down the first letter of each word in that line, and then go back 
and don't use the line, you know, your, your mind will sit there when you see the first letters. Mm -hmm. It will fill in the blanks for you. And you read that through four or five times. Guess what? You just memorized the one stupid yeah. line that you got to do on camera. There's no brilliance to that. There's nothing great about doing that. And they go, great, cut, that's it. You're done. And I know. walk away. I know. You know. And come back an hour later and say, hey, uh, can you go? We're going to go to the new location for the next shot. You just. No, I know. It's crazy. I, I, Bill, I, I know exactly where you're coming from. I mean, it, it's. Hollywood is magic, okay? It really is magic because what you see, for the most part, doesn't really exist in real life. I mean, if you go to Hollywood and, and, and look at the back lots, so they, they're tearing a lot of them down. Warner Brothers just tore down acres of their historic back lot because they're going to build 18 sound stages. But um, because there's a reason for that. You can do more in a sound stage now than mm. you could do in a back lot. Uh, you yeah, can you can create any with. kind of fiction in a computer. Oh yeah, you can do anything. And look, you know, even even if it's, the story's bland or something like that, uh, like well, I don't know. Look at Bewitched, you know, you know where she wiggle her nose. Yeah. you know they tore that house down too. By the way, one of yeah. they tore that house down. That was one of the houses but, that went down. The one that was the exterior for Bewitched. Sound effects, stings, yeah. zaps, twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. And all of a sudden, the magic came alive sure. on what was a boring script, and that's kind of what's going on with the news. That's why. Yeah, I but they got they got bigger, better toys now. They can they can not only make you twitch your nose, but you can have someone uh, vaporize in front of you or materialize in front of you. And I mean, they can do. Uh, for oh, yeah, for example, if you ever saw the movie, you probably everything. if you haven't seen the movie Call Call the Wild, the Jack London book, there was a. There was a movie about three years ago for cable. I think it was on Netflix. Maybe it wasn't. It was maybe it's Showtime. But uh, it was set in Alaska, in the Yukon area of Alaska. And there's a scene where they're in a town, right? It's a wide shot exterior in the wintertime in a town. And you see the town, the village, and you see off in the distance the snowy mountains and the, and the wild Alaskan weather, right? It doesn't exist, it was shot in a studio building in Los Angeles. Honest to God, folks, they built the, the they built this street in a in one of their sound stages, and they put a green screen all around the all around the buildings, and then in a computer somewhere in one of their computer uh, shops, right? They generated the exterior, the wild Alaskan mm. wilderness. So you're thinking, my God, look at this beautiful scenic view that they shot. It doesn't even exist. That's Hollywood. They're doing, and by the way, Hollywood has become so lazy. I'm going to tell you what the there's a movie coming out today, Aquaman. The, uh, the Aqu oh, my son the, went and saw it. The Lost, something or other. They said it sucked. Well, let me tell you, that's Hollywood, and that's where they're going. Everything is a superhero because they have deals. They're owned by, like, Marvel Comics. I mean, everything is a comic book now, a comic book character. They've, you know, the days of great yeah. stories and great mysteries. Where the hell are they? They're gone. They're, you know, we have yeah. every, next week there'll be another superhero movie, another Hobbit this or, or, or uh, uh, some other Superman movie. It'll be some other. And by the way, they're all almost um, 
they're almost like a religion. Some of these movies, they if you watch them, their gods are Aquaman. You know, their well, gods. Are- everything in the movies these days, no matter what, most of the parts are calling for it. You know that there's some form of wokeism in there, or you know they want to sit there and say, "Yep, uh, are you willing to do a nude scene with another guy?" Uh, yeah. What's the nude scene? I mean, are, we're we're standing in the locker room showering. Okay, I may I'll, I'll let's see people see my stupid butt. Oh no no no, you're going to be embracing and hugging. Okay, you know that's for somebody else. That that that's a different actor. Hey, than me. if I, I wouldn't do it, if I could tell Bill, there are some very successful Hollywood actors who've been blacklisted because they wouldn't do those things on camera already. Yeah. They, they've been black. You won't do a scene like that with uh, so-and-so? Well, okay, we'll find somebody who will, and you're done. Hey, it was nice talking to you. Good luck in this career. Yeah. You know, and I mean, when's it going to be, you know, on your job application, are you willing to? No, I am not. Uh, no, nothing, <clears throat> nothing. You pay me enough for that. And I'm not saying that there's not somebody for that job. You know, I'm yeah. just saying it ain't me. Well, look anyway, we're off the track. Bill, look at what's happened with the um, uh, sports. Where are the feminists of the 90s and the early 2000s? Where are the feminists from the 80s who said, uh, you know, we're going to stand up for women's rights? Where are the feminists from now, for example, National Organization mm-hmm. for Women? Why aren't they fighting for. Uh, the individuality of uh, women's rights in sports. Why are they allowing them to be uh, usurped by a woke agenda? All of a sudden, guys want to say, "Well, I, I want to win. I want to win in this category. So I'm a, I'm a girl now. I feel like a woman. I'm going to let my hair grow long, and I'm going to compete in the women's, in the women's division, and I'm going to beat the tar." You know, Riley Gaines. There's a, cl- a classic champion uh, athlete who was relegated to second place because a guy decided he was going to compete in their category. Yeah, now didn't they say they're going to go back and give the awards to the rightful people? But that was a meme, I think. I could be wrong. I thought that was no, a I, rumor. Yeah, well, that, I was going to say, you know, if I, if, if I were in that situation, I would say, no, nah, you just go ahead and give it to the dude because, uh, you know, if I were, you know, the lady, I would just say, you give it to the dude because apparently he needs it more than I do. As yeah. a matter of fact, this will be the last time I compete in yeah. anything well, that you uh, women have women have got to stand up now and and yeah. stand for other women. You know, and enough is enough. By the way, and I say that you you say, "Well, he's a conservative. What's he talking about?" No, no. Hey, no, you know no, what? that's 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 fair. You know, that is, is fair. Is is not these transgender guys competing as women? Is that not just a new form of male chauvinism? Of course it is. You know, and you, and not only that, if you come out and say that they're wrong now, the woke left has made it so you're the bad person for implying that uh, only women compete in women's sports. See, I, I, I don't go with that. I mean, you know, there we were made, whether you want to acknowledge there's a God or not, we were made differently for a reason. And... Take God out of the equation. It doesn't matter. You put, you put, you put a you put a nation of men together, and in a uh, hundred years, there won't be any population there because guess mm. what? You put a nation of only women together, and a hundred years from now, there will be no population because <laughs> yeah. you know why? They don't procreate. Yep. Yeah. So I look if if 
if two people of the same sex, they want to be partners in life, okay, okay, I'm fine with that. But that's where it ends. You know, that I, know, is I keep thinking ends. to myself, would you want to be told all the time by your next door neighbor, uh, say they were a, a, a you know, a, a, a regular, I say regular, a man and a woman, right? If they were constantly in your face talking about what they believe in sexually, I mean, I'm just talking about anybody. If they're next door in your house and all they're doing every time you see them is praising their sexual uh, beliefs, you'd it would drive you nuts. But mm-hmm. yet it's okay for a certain faction of our society to get in our face and talk about their sexuality. What, what is wrong with our country? We are a very, very sick country Reverse right now. Country. Hey, Bill, um, this is interesting. I just looked at the clock. That, that damn clock, it just keeps going, doesn't it? You uh, know, time yeah. doesn't stop for this show, does it? it? You know, it does not. Earlier no. yesterday, attorney generals for 19 states filed a brief yeah. at the United States Supreme Court to halt Jack Smith's move to uh, circumvent the appeals process in the prosecution of President Trump. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey posted this news on X, formerly Twitter. Uh, it says former Ronald Reagan Attorney General Ed Meese joined law professor Stephen Calabrese and Gary Lawson in submitting an amicus brief an impartial advisory statement to the Supreme Court. Former A.G. Meese makes the shocking claim that Jack Smith did not acquire his purported authority as special counsel in a legal or constitutional manner and, therefore, lacks standing to represent the United States in front of a, a federal court. The Western uh, Journal reported on November 18, 2022, Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed Smith as special counsel to harass Trump and others over objections to the presidential election of 2020. Last week, Smith submitted a petition to the Supreme Court for a writ of certiorari, which is asking the justices to rule on the um, question of presidential immunity. Could Trump be prosecuted for crimes committed while in office. According to Ed Meese and his co-authors Jack Smith, Jack Smith has no business before a federal court. Um, in his conclusion, this I wanted this is what I was getting to. In his conclusion, Meese stated that Smith, this is a quote, Smith is a modern example of the naked emperor. Improperly appointed he has no more authority to represent the United States in the court than Bryce Harper, Taylor Swift, and Jeff Bezos. That fact is sufficient to sink Smith's petition, and the court should deny his review. That line there, he he has no more authority well, to represent there because Bryce Smith is a baseball there. player. Uh, Taylor Sw- Swift is a, a singer, and Jeff Bezos owns Amazon. <laughs> I thought that kind of summed it up nicely. You know, Judge Ingeron, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, up in New York. Yeah. Now, let me let me just say something here about this. Mm-hmm. A, a judge can, I guess it's a judge, the judge has to recuse himself or he has to ask yeah. to be recused. Yeah. You know, or made to be recused. But the point is there are two reasons for a judge, a judge's recusal. Number one, he has something financially connected to it. There's mm-hmm. financial gain for it. So he's 
he's intimately connected to it. The other reason is, is that he's predisposed, he's, he's predetermined an outcome for this. He is biased. Bingo, we have a winner, Mr. Engeron. <laughs> that would be you. Right. You stated beforehand that before there was any evidence presented, right. and it's not evidence, but before anything was presented, before anything was heard, he's guilty. And who said that? Who was Mr. the one Engeron. who said that? No, actually, Letitia James, uh, the Attorney General of New yeah. York. She said that he said, well, he's guilty already. He's, he's guilty. And, and he had go. Case over. Done. Yeah. I'm sorry, but somebody needs to pull the trigger on those two and say, go get a life. And this is over. So I think his attorneys need to file it and they meet and they need to hold a big press conference and make sure that everybody in the world and the world sees it and get some scholars in there to the state. Just what I was talking about. You know, you can Wikipedia, you can Google it. You can go to the, the, the library and look up law books. You know, he needs to be out of there. This is a rigged case. Done. Over with. Get it done. All right. Shut him up. So let's look at, let's do a little review here, okay? We have got Engeron in New York, and he should recuse himself because of what you said. We have Chutkin in D.C., who was, a, a, a I don't want to say partner, but a fellow employee at a law firm in Washington with Hunter Biden, that so by she itself was financially connected. Yeah, there was a, there was a relationship uh, with Bidens and the Biden family before this case was brought Financial before. Financial relationship, yeah. yes. Um, and then we, I, I was reading where down in uh, in Fulton County in in Georgia, uh, and I can't think of exactly what it is. It'll come to me, I'm sure, when the microphone is off. Uh, but. There are a number of th reasons why everybody, everybody involved here should be uh, recused themselves. From, you know, look what happened, by the way, with uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani. Think about what happened for a second. This guy, you said, and you said this, Bill, yesterday. Does the penalty match the crime? You know, no. I mean, well, not only that, but you know, they're coming back and saying, and it's it's the prosecution going, oh no 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 no. Uh, you know, the, or, or the families, you know, that they're getting the award and the prosecution is sitting there going, oh, no, 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 don't let them appeal. Let's go ahead and get the money before yeah. the appeal. Now, why would you want to do that unless you, you want to strip this man down to his underwear? Oh, yeah. Oh, and when he wins the appeal? Oh, I'm sorry. This judge, by the way, this, this, I think her name is Howell, this judge who did this, she was one of the judges who, who was saying when the, these uh, January 6th people were being brought in front of her, she was saying, no, no, that, that sentence is not, not long enough. We, they need a longer sentence. You a question here. What? You know, uh, you know we're, we're accusing people of an insurrection mm -hmm. and a crime that has never been actually proven or defined. Well, so you know, how did their sentences stand? Rudy Giuliani yesterday, did you hear this? He filed for bankruptcy yesterday, Chapter 11 bankruptcy, to protect what assets he has. What happens by filing, see, Rudy Giuliani is an attorney and a yeah. lifelong attorney and a very smart man. So he's not helpless out there. He knows, okay, I got to defend myself and defend my family and my assets. By filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, it puts the entire judgment on hold 
meaning the yeah. $148 million that the, the judge was pressuring him to cough up, it, that's on hold. That's, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, it has to be determined by bankruptcy court. Uh, but, and, I'm, I, I th- and I also think that Giuliani thinks that, look, it, uh, if, I can, if Trump can get back into office, uh, he'll fix a lot of this stuff. Well, let me ask you another question, too. Giuliani, uh, Trump may or may not get back in. Giuliani is how old now? Uh, I, I think he's 80 or 81 years old. Doesn't deserve this. Older. He doesn't no, deserve this. No, he doesn't this. Distur- deserve this. And, you know, my thought is the poor guy is going to die fighting this thing. He, and he's going to die before his... And who will be his... happy about that, Bill? The left. Yeah, they don't care. Nope. They don't care that a good person will die. So you know what? I don't give two squirts about if anybody on the left dies because if that's how you feel about us, well, then we don't feel so good about you. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mm. want to see anybody suffer. But, you know, when it comes tit for tat, I'm sorry. But if you don't care about me, I'm not going to lose any sleep over you. I want to play this. Uh, I have a bunch of audio we'll have to get to on uh, Tuesday. But uh, I want mm-hmm. to play this quickly. Cash Patel was on with uh, your former co-worker, Glenn Beck, and they were talking about the environment and politics right. right now. Listen. Who has Jeffrey Epstein's... Black book? Black book. FBI. But who... That is, that, that, I mean, there's... Oh, that's under direct control of the director of the FBI. Just like the manifesto from the Nash- Nashville school shooting yes. of the Catholic schools. Yeah. We still haven't seen that, right? It's not the Nashville police or PD saying we don't want this out. The FBI airmailed into that operation and said this is not getting out. Because they do that because they. this is another government gangster operation. All these local law enforcement communities get funding from the DOJ and FBI for right. local programs. And if you don't cooperate, you're not getting your million dollars for this. And you're not getting your, and that's a lot of money to these local districts. That's how they play the game. That's why you don't have a black book. Or the so the, the black book, it's not just sitting. I mean, that's, that's, that's Hoover power times 10. And, and to me, that's a thing I think President Trump should run on. On day one, roll out the black book. And not just that. On day one, roll out all of the text messaging communications we, we were told were deleted. On day one, play the rest of the video of the pipe bomber. On day, you know, he need one of the reforms I talk about in government gangsters is you need a central node to be continuously declassifying. That's another thing they do. They overclassify. And I'm telling you, as a former number two in the IC, they overclassify 50% of the stuff there to protect the deep state. Oh, no, you can't see that. Nothing to see here. Gina was a master at it, of doing it. And we still haven't seen half of the Russiagate report that we wrote. Still under lock and key. On how the ICA was originally constructed. We went, we put 10,000 man hours against John Brennan's team that did it. And we found out why they came up with their bogus conclusions. But we couldn't sell it to the world because we couldn't talk about it. And the government gangsters came in and buried it. All of these things, there needs to be a continuing central power, whether it's the White House or offsite, that says every request that comes in, just right out the door, as long as it's not a major threat to national security. That's Cash Patel, and I think what that's going to happen. I think that when Trump gets into office, he's going to declassify so much stuff, uh, your, your eyes will cross. There are people out, out there right now who believe that Trump is this and Trump is that, but when you start seeing all of the 
documented fraud and crimes that have uh, taken place in the name of wokeism and the left, uh, it'll change a lot of people's minds. But we got to get there first. Yeah, I know. And, and boy, Bill, they're not going to make it easy. They're not going to make. If you think that the left is going to just sit down and you know cross their legs and let it happen, it ain't nope. going to happen. They're going to throw everything, no. everything at Trump. Uh, this is a dangerous time. I, you know, you, you just got to wonder. What, you know, you don't like Trump. You have to applaud at least his courage. You know that there are so many, not just political targets. But there are so many physical targets. I've heard, by the way, that there have been attempts on his life that we don't even know about already. That, uh, I'm sure that goes on all the time, the attempts yep. on his life. Yep. Um, and there's not a whole lot we can do about that. We can only pray. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, I wasn't going to throw this in, but uh, Oliver, uh, what was the guy's name? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, Oliver the singer. Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. The singer. I saw it on Gateway Pundit. I guess he stopped during a, a show. And uh, read uh, something from the Bible, Matthew twenty four thirty two through thirty five, mm-hmm. and I you can find it on the Gateway Pundit. I'm not not going to go into uh, it, but uh, on uh, YouTube alone, it's got a hundred and four million views. Wow, um, wow! Uh, and that that number this, is staggering. You're going well, Bill. That says to me that says we're a country starving for for goodness. You know, we're we're starving yeah. for. Uh, for spiritual strength, and, and yeah, we're not. You know what? Yeah, somebody might say, "Oh, you know, that's that far right religious movement." No, that that would that number takes it way beyond. And you're right, starving for decency, truth, and honesty yeah. is probably what you see in that. And sometimes when you are back, when your back is against the wall, you do turn to God. Yeah, and you know, uh, He might speak to you in in strange ways. You might wake up and there's a text on your phone that came from nobody. Yeah. Who knows? I have to. I have to tell you I have, that actually happened to my friend. But I, I have. To, I have to tell you that I'm always amazed that you know we, when things are going really well for us, we kind of have a tendency not to look to God. We just sort of oh, we aren't I great? But then when the world turns to pudding, you know, okay, well, just, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, when when the world turns bad and things are, are just falling apart. We mm-hmm. always turn in desperation to God, but most people, not everybody, but most people in desperation turn to God. And I'm always amazed at how God and His goodness is always there for us. You would think that mm-hmm. if it was if it was a guy, it would be oh come on another fair weather friend, you know. Uh, but He's always there, and, and I guess this time of year, more than other times of year, uh, we are more sensitive to the needs of our fellow man, and God's goodness, you know? That's true. Um, if you want to contact us, 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Tell your friends about us. Share this program. Good program, I think, today, even though we haven't gone back in post-production to hear it. We don't edit anymore. We just kind of yeah, throw yeah. them out there. What you see is what you get. <laughs> That's it. This is it. I tell you what, beer and all, it's all here for you. Mail it. It's another day.com. Jim and Bill at mail.com and mail at Jim and Bill.com. I do want to mention one thing. Apparently, uh-huh. apparently Boston mm-hmm. now is, uh, they've done something under Democratic leadership that has not been done in its whole history. What's that? They are now the fastest shrinking city in the state of Massachusetts. I mean, uh, in uh, 
what was it, 2020 going in, they had 674 million people, and they dropped down by 3%. You mean 6 million, not 670. You said 670 million people. Uh, 676 million down to... Six hundred and fifty-four or fifty-five. Six million. million now. Yeah, I know. You, I know what you're saying it has shrunk. Yeah, big time. They're they're losing 05 percent, a half a percent of the population a year, and they can't figure out. Well, maybe why. it's because it maybe it's taxes? because. Well, but, well, look what's happening in New York. The same thing's happening. People are packing up and getting out of town as fast as they can because they can't yeah. afford to stay there anymore. Pulling up being- the wagons, baby. We're well. We can't go west. It sucks out there. Where can you go? To escape anymore, they kind of have the you know. Well, wherever you we're go, surrounded. wherever you go for an escape, we're always here for you. Okay, except right. except so circle the wagons and make sure that you tune into the podcast. Yeah, except <clears throat> over this weekend, we're taking a little respite. Uh, yeah, we're we're yeah. going to uh, be with our families and we're going and our friends and our loved ones. Uh, we're going to do the Christmas thing. Uh, so uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, no new shows. No weekend show. We're just gonna we're gonna hold our breath now. If something happens, a major development happens. If uh, there's an event that deserves our attention, because we always have something to add, our own two cents. We will really? put some. We'll put something together. Yes, we we do, Bill. Yes, that's the way that works, and that's the name of that show. <laughs> yes. So yeah, you got that. Do share us though. Make sure you help us on that because with no new shows over the weekend. Usually, you know, the numbers drop, but I, I think this show is, uh, it's got a pretty good time stamp on it yeah. where it's, it's going to be good all through the weekend. But I think uh, without further ado, wait a second, it is wait, time. Wait a second. Before you, before you get to where I think you're going, I think I want to wish everybody personally a very Merry Christmas and, and with your family and your loved ones. I hope Santa is good for all of you. You know, in any way that uh, you know you you want it to be, I, and I uh, I pray that twenty twenty four is a, a wonderful year for us. You know, if, if you're going away for a time and you're not going to come back till after the first of the year, like a lot of you are, um, God bless you, safe travels. And my friend here, my friend across the 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 table from me here, uh, he's. He's traveling on the holiday, and I'm I'm wishing you a safe trip and and uh, uh, good times, oh, well, and then uh, come back, you know, because we we need your uh, two cents. Oh, I might even have three when I. Come oh, back. I hope you know, so. No, I've been saving up. Uh, you know, yep. it's been hard to do, but I've been <laughs> saving up, and you know, I do want to wish everyone a merry Christmas, and of course, uh, you know, looking ahead for the happy new year. But I hope you have great time with your family and friends, and. Uh, uh, whatever you got planned, even if you're alone, mm-hmm. you know, our thoughts are with you. You know, I always tell somebody when they have bad news and they say, please pray for me. And you know, you all, people always say, yeah, my prayers are sent and they show yeah. a little praying hands and I'm going, you know, I know that 90% of those people didn't do that. And I always sit there and at that moment I say, say a prayer. prayer. Good for you. And then I always say, I do too. And then I always sit there and say, uh, the fact that I'm sending this means I've already said the prayer, you know. Yeah, I, way, I like that, Bill. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, there are people out there By that, the way, that need that. Would it be wrong in saying that we pray for our audience? I I, really, yeah. I, I, I do. Everybody who's tuning in right now, you feel much the same way we that we feel. And uh, we're all kind of in the same boat together. 
And I pray for all of us to have better times ahead and, and health and happiness. And uh, Well, you know, it's an, it, it not only is praying good, it's an affirmation to yourself to, to, you know, support in any way you can somebody that's going through bad times or they're ill. And it's, you know, you know, you, you're, you're, you're praying to be a better person. You're pledging to yourself to be a better person. So there, there's a lot of whether, you know, whether you're a religious person or not, there's something to be said about praying Mm -hmm. that uh, for your, your, your mental health, where it's a good thing. And with that said, Merry Christmas, everybody. Shitty Mismas. And uh, all I got to do is say, hasta la vista, baby. Merry Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. A merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay From now on Our troubles will be miles away
the voice of freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>